Welcome to the Digital Customer Experience Podcast by Kiosk. I'm thrilled to bring you stories, insights, and expert opinions on the ever-evolving world of digital customer experience. Today, we are thrilled to have a distinguished guest, Paolo Gentle, the Digital Solutions Manager at AbbVie. Paolo leads the customer engagement and advanced analytics team overseeing CRM operations across three dynamic business units and a robust field force of over 300 associates. With more than 15 years of experience, Paolo is a seasoned expert in leading multidisciplinary teams to execute complex projects in diverse sectors, including commercial, technology, healthcare, and digital. Having worked internationally in countries like Germany and Argentina, Paolo brings a unique global perspective to his role. Let's dive in to learn more about his journey, insights, and innovative strategies during today's customer engagement and digital solutions. Paolo, welcome to our podcast. Hi, Daniel. Thank you so much. Super happy to be here. And you were so kind in the introduction. I was wondering, who is this guy you introduced <laughs> <laughs> you Thank deserve you so it, Paolo. You deserve it. And for people and audience, those who are listening to this podcast and those who are watching this video, Paolo is from Brazil. So for me, when I think about Brazil, two things that comes to my mind. I'm this tourist who've always thought Brazil has the best football team in the world and they have the best mm-hmm. carnival. So let's start with the carnival because I've carnival is, is full of celebration, colors, music, dancing. How important is carnival in Brazilian culture? And what is that the outsiders don't know about this carnival? <laughs> That's a good one. So basically, you know, carnival, we you, we used to say, and maybe Brazilians will hate me because of it, but we used to say that in Brazil, years start after carnival. It's not after the New Year's party. <laughs> it's after carnival. That's normally it's in February. But there are two Two, basically two types of people. The ones who join the carnival, yeah. they stay in the city centers, they go to the parties, they go to the celebrations. And there are the other part of people who takes the time to do, to go to the countryside and stay with family and stay calm. You know, so it's a very uh, well expected holiday in Brazil because you took like some days or either party with your friends and go and celebrate, have some drinks or either you take like four or five days to relax. There are some people who are really addicted to it because we, we know we have some kind of school of carnivals yeah. where they present, you know, costumes and so on. Absolutely. So people, they create sounds, they create a lot, of, a lot of things. So it's a very, very important date like that that we expect. What 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 sort of a person is Paolo? Does he choose to go to the village with the family or does he choose to party <laughs> that's a good one now normally normally i choose to stay with family go to some more quieter place and uh you know do some stuff uh not in the city center but it's it's a good it's a good decision because even you you have city center more populated but your countryside it's more calm and you can relax but there's Lovely. this, like Brazil, it's a big country. There's a space for everybody, you know? <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. And when, when I'm thinking, like, it's in my bucket list one day to watch Carnival live and watch football football match live in Brazil. So since now we are on the topic of football, 
I'm this, I used to be this person who was a World Cup football watcher. Like, you don't watch football the rest of the year. When the World Cup comes, you watch. And I remember yeah. from my childhood, there's only one team that stuck to my mind forever. And it's still there. It's the Brazilian team, which had Ronaldo, Ronaldinho, Roberto Carlos, all of them. It's still stuck to me. So for me, going forward, if Paolo has to choose his dream team, who all will there will be there in that team? Yeah, I, I think you answered that already because, like, <laughs> to be honest, Brazil as of now is not in the best pace, right? We just lost to Argentina two or three days ago, which is our big uh, rival. Yeah, but uh, we been we are very passionate about soccer, so we like every time that the Brazilian team plays, we discuss that among friends. And we're just going back to this selection where we have Ronaldinho, Ronaldo, Roberto Carlos, Kaká, Rivaldo. And then we were saying, like, who watched that time? What? Because it's never happened again. So there's this big discussion. I think my dream team will certainly be the the one who, who won from from Germany in the final. Yeah. Like yeah. that Ronaldo, Ronaldinho, Rivaldo. I think that was... I was looking enough to see that guy's playing. Uh, and and I don't think there has ever been in the history that star-studded team that was that good. Because now there is like certain teams which has like superstar players and supporting star players. But that time, like almost the entire team was like superstars. Isn't that the case? That, that was like a time if you were the coach you have you should have a good problem right because you yeah. you have to choose between just like very superstars players uh to the positions and uh but that i remember pretty well because in that time germany was a very good team as well but uh, yeah. brazil was i think we we could see on the mats that we were something different there right and uh i agree with you i think everybody was working there there was Sometimes when you have one superstar, yeah. maybe the team plays just for him, like we yeah. do sometimes for Neymar. Yeah. And then you don't have the chance to do others to do this stuff. Like now, if you have many other stars, you can, you know, everyone knows what to do and it's kind of shared cross responsibility, which I exactly. think it's something to applies to the company as well, right? Yeah, yeah. My, I'm coming down to that. Like, for example, let's say you are a CEO of a company you want to hire a digital solutions manager who is a footballer from Brazil, who would you hire? Good. <laughs> That's a good one. Uh, you know, I, I give you two answers because like thinking about uh, a, a digital solutions manager uh, and, uh, and about like results and, and how to manage stuff, I think Ronaldo All right. would be a Best example, Ronaldo is a guy who, you know, he has his career, he played, if I'm not wrong, he played in Real Madrid and, and many, many good soccer teams. Yeah. But he also has, out of soccer, he has many activities, right? He has, you know, their their company, he has the, the Nine, I guess, which is a marketing company, which invests in many players. So he's a very smart guy with a very strategic vision. Yeah. who you know who knows how to keep his ma image alive even after he stopped playing soccer so he is like a phenomenon how how we say right we call yeah. him in brazil we call him ronaldo phenomenon 
which is phenomenal. All right, all right, all right. Didn't know that. Because we have Ronaldo, we have Ronaldinho, and so on. But if I think, and and this may be tricky, but if I think about engagement in a yeah. digital world, yeah, I know that Neymar is not the best popular player. Right? No, he's popular, in fact. Yeah. But not for the best things always. But if you think about Neymar, Neymar is driving a big digital engagement, whatever Absolutely. he's doing, for the good and for the bad. Yeah. You know, like everything this guy does, if you put like a yellow t-shirt, he goes on the news. If he put a red t-shirt, he goes on the news. If he posts something, he goes on the news. And I think this becomes of the, because of the new digital world, which everything is connected. Everything that you do is much higher than it was in the past, for example, you know? Yeah. So I, I will probably think about what are my strategy, where I want to drive engagement and where I want to appear and have to take a call between Neymar and Ronaldo. You know? And I love how you had this old school and the new school approach. Old school, who is like, you know, into the roots, thinking about the future, driving the marketing. And the next one is like, hey, digital transformation. How do I make sure I have the most maximum impact? So now, yeah. because we are in the future, or we are moving towards the future that's completely digitally transforming. So how important it is to have an established change management in digital transformation? That love this question. Like uh, for me, change management, it's key for everything that we do, even over digital transformation. I think when we talk about change management, we are talking about people. Yeah. And when we talk, and at the end, we will, we're going to talk about AI. We're going to talk about a lot of things, but people who drive stuff, right? So companies are, are driven by people. Yep. And uh, establishing a very well and good change in management, it's key to ob obtain results in then whatever project we are doing. And when we are talking about digital transformation, I think we need to understand that we are coming from a world where we have a mix of people People yeah. who in the past had big mobile phones, which just have one game and you can send SMS. Yeah. Now, people who are already in the markets with senior roles, there, there were people also who were burned, uh, were, were burned with mobile phones already, iPads yeah. and a lot of stuff, a lot of digital solutions. So they, they already know how to use digital solutions better than us because they, they, they learn about it since they arrive in the earth. Yep. The change management uh, is important so you can split understand the level of, you know, information, knowledge, and how how your team and people know about digital solution in different levels. And yep. you can train these people and show to the people the value of digital solutions. If yep. you get a young manager, for example, maybe you don't need to explain why digital channels are important because he yep. knows that he used that. He used like Instagram, TikTok, Facebook. He used a lot of stuff. He used yep. LinkedIn. But if you get someone like from my age, for example, you can look and see, hey, I I don't know exactly what this impact of it. So change management are important to show value, to demonstrate why we are having more channels that we have in the past. Yeah, you know, I, I like to say that change in management, and uh, and then we, I, I like I don't know how much people like in Brazil, waste is very very famous. It's like water. Yeah. So even if you go to the bakery, you go using waste, 
And even you in the past, how would that work? In the past, you have to get a book. If you go to somewhere where you don't know, I don't know if you remember that. Yeah, absolutely. Are, absolutely. Yes, I do. <laughs> the past is you want to go to somewhere you, you don't know, you have to read the book yeah. and say, hey, I go, I cross this street. Nowadays, ways help you. Yeah. So you, you're still on the decision if you go that way, if you drive that street or not. Yeah. But ways can support you. So that's what I would say. Change management, it's key to show the importance of you know new channels and to help people understand that innovation new channels and other stuff is not is not going to take their place yeah. but support teams to get better outcome so if you you can have the best technologies the best platform the best team but if you don't work on change management to show what are the business goals what you want to do make people will just do because it's kind of top down yeah that makes sense so makes because, sense for you yeah, it does because for me, very simple, like the youngsters, the Gen Zs are coming in with a different approach than what we are used to. If I don't understand their mindset and don't adapt to the change in the technology, they are not the ones that's losing. I'm the ones that lo that's losing, right? For, for example, with the, with, the, with the AI, the influence of AI, the sooner I get onto the train, the faster my growth is. Like there are still people Perfect. debating on, is it good? Is it bad? The same thing happened when internet came in. The same thing came happened when email came in for the first time, right? So when you embrace the change, your transformation is going to be faster. So I completely understand. And also, if you're on the topic of AI, when I think about AI and pharma, right? So pharma is known for innovation and AI with regards to... Uh, medicine and research and so on, they've been doing it for a very, very long time. But with regards to customer engagement, I'm not sure you might be the right one. How can pharmaceutical companies use AI for better customer engagement? Do you have an insight on that? No, great, great question. Um, and I would say two things, right? Uh, I, I love what you say about, you know, people who are adopting technology or not. So AI, in, in a sense, comes to help and support. And I, I used to say to the teams and people where I talk about that, and it is even connected to change management. You're going to see that I'm very fan of change management for everything because I think that's what drives value. But if you think about AI, basically, you're going to have, you know, people who are very, very skilled, very good on what they do. Yeah. When they use AI, they will be even better yes then you have average people that is people that are good they are not really using technology and ai but soon when they get the train of ai they uh, they are average people they will become better and good on what they do because they are using that ai and the people who are good on what they are doing but they are not using ai they will become the average people Absolutely. because the, that people who uses AI will be better. There's yeah. no way to compete with, with that. Yes. So for customer engagement, I would say there are many examples. Okay. AI can help you drive and understand what are the best uh, channels to be used at the moment with the customer. Whatever, if you're talking about the healthcare professional or patient or your customer is. But nowadays there are, there are one 
thing that a lot of companies are talking about, about next, next best action, NBA. Yeah. It, this is driven by AI. It's really looking to your data, looking to your level of engagement, which channels you have available, and say what is the best next action you could take to that customer. And this drives personalization, right? Yeah. Of course, to a rivaling level like that, you need to have a good base. You need to have a good foundation. So you need to understand that people has to share information with the applications and systems. But AI, I really believe, and there's a lot of examples where AI can support us have better decisions. It's that I come to the same example of Waze. So if yep. you are driving somewhere, Waze is not going to do you change your road. It's not going to say, now your car go to the left or go to the right. He's going to say, look, if you keep on this line and go to the right, you may arrive earlier. Then the decision is yours. AI, it's going, it's doing the same. I'm not saying that's going to do the same. It's already doing the same. AI has given suggestions on the best road and best approach uh, for some customer interactions. And yeah. then it's up to that person or to that sales rep to decide whatever he accept that or not. Yeah. And uh, the good stuff about AI is that the technology can learn about itself. So it, it looks to the results, look looks to the to the engagements and decide if it's the best outcome or not. Yeah. Just because you you're, you're you were saying that AI takes the data and makes a calculated decision based on that and gives you a suggestion which tells you choose this route or not or choose this suggestion or not choose the solution or not so which brings me a very good saying in god we trust <laughs> the rest show me data so how important is this you as someone who loves data who works with data how important is this for you now that's uh Great note. Like uh, I tell you, I used to have a t-shirt saying that in God we trust, the rest show me data. When I was like doing some events, I, I was using that t-shirt <laughs> because, you know, um, more and more uh, in the new world, using data and information can, can drive you to the right place. Yeah. What I'm saying that, because I, I think it's already in the past the time that everyone knows everything. And then we had some managers that say, do this way because I know how this works. Yeah. The fact is data shows a lot of things that sometimes we don't know. So yeah. what we try to drive with the companies is stop taking decisions on things that we believe yeah. that are true and look to data to understand if our beliefs are true or not. Yeah. I can like... One example uh, I can give you, like, in, at, at least in Brazil, we say that nobody cares more to SMS. You know, nobody cares about SMS anymore. Now it's WhatsApp, iMessage, I don't know, any other app for max, messaging. Yeah. But there are still some companies who sell a lot over SMS. It's one of the most channels used to, uh, to sell stuff, to make promotion saves and so on. So would this company stop and use SMS just because people say they don't like it? I don't think so. I think they will look all the avenue, look at the channel and say, hey, if you are still giving results, uh, we, we still use that channel. 
So looking to data, it's really looking to what happened more than what we think that happened. Another great example, a lot of people say they don't read Emeo anymore, but we can measure open rate. So I can tell you, Daniel, don't send me Emeo because I don't read, but you yeah. can look on the data and see if I'm reading or not. Yeah. And all that I'm saying is that sometimes people say things that's not exactly what they do. And if you look what they say versus what they do, we can have amazing insights. So it's good to use number to take decisions to understand if your road is right or not. That's uh, that's the reason I love this, like in God we trust, the rest show me data because data help us understand a lot of things. There's another case if we can share it's like yeah, yeah. When about customer engagement, a lot of people say, hey, I'm afraid to send a lot of emails because people will opt out. Yeah. Then my first question normally is, okay, what is the opt-out rate of this company? And sometimes people don't know. Then I say, how can we be afraid of opt-out if we don't know the opt-out rate? Yeah. You know, so yep. it's maybe it's tricky. Sometimes I have to look to data and we look to data, you see that opt-out is 3%, 5%, 2%. I don't know if it's a big number, but at least we can discuss about the number and not about what we think. So in God we trust, the rest show me data. That's it. <laughs> all right. I have a really, really, uh, very, very important question. We all know Amazon. We all know Amazon is known for constantly coming up with new ways to increase customer experience. When I think about pharmaceutical companies, customer experience is not the first thing that comes to my mind. So how can pharmaceutical companies become the Amazon with regards to customer experience? <laughs> well, like if I answer that right, I'm, I'm sure that, you know, I, we will do a lot of successful because it's, uh, <laughs> it's a very, very tricky one. Uh, I think Amazon and other companies, they are example of real customer engagement. Yeah. But I think for pharmaceutical companies, there is a, it's not a, only about the regulation, but the, you know, all the complexity of the world of the, you know, those, how to deliver drugs and all this transformation makes the environment much more complicated and regulated. Yeah. So that is one of the big challenges. And normally when we are also talking about top farmers, we are talking about a very complex environment, yeah. which makes very, very difficult to achieve a very uh, good level of customer engagement. It's good to look to Amazon and other companies as like something that will inspire us to where we want to achieve. Yeah. But I think more and more, we need to look what are the customers saying? What are the real problems? Look at data to understand how customers are behaving and where are the problems? Then I would say, when it comes to the time that companies will be agile enough to adapt their own company process yeah. to solve real world problems, then I think we will start to get there on in a level that you can say that you have a good customer engagement. What I see in the market, it's a lot of top strategies for customer engagement, which use only their own, own company solutions that sometimes are not the best ones yeah. looking to the market. 
and it makes harder to adapt your own company strategy and solutions and applications over what is in the market to drive customer engagement. Sometimes it's because regulation, we just cannot use some, some channels. Sometimes it's because some countries has another types of uh, local regulations that does not allow to do stuff like the way you can advertise the US is different than the way you can advertise in Europe and, and Latin America, for example. So I would say it's going to take some years, but for me, key is try to go back and before bringing solutions, that's something that we normally do as human beings is bringing solutions over the problems. It's understand which are the problems, mm. the real problems that we have and how we want to solve them. And maybe we can solve them in an easier way than we think that bring an application or drive a super different uh, digitalized way to solve that. Yeah. One example of that is that sometimes if you even have a, just a card with a QR code where people can access sometimes of infor some kind of information, if it, it is even better than have a complete app or application that everybody want to access. Yeah. So tricky one. I don't know if I answered that. Yeah, it is. It is very important to understand the the intricacies behind the pharmaceutical com companies and i don't think it's fair i compared it to amazon but you get the analogy right and because there are a lot no, of it's, it's limitations fair, but uh it's fair but it's uh it i think it's fair because we have to look at them what we want to be versus where we are now and how we can evolve right yeah, but do you think the pharmaceutical companies have already taken actions to moving towards those direction I'm, I'm sure. I'm yeah. sure. From what I'm seeing on the market, I think there's a lot of things that are evolving. Uh, one company is more than other, but there are companies which are already really studying, you know, the, the problems in the uh, supply chain, for example, or in the customers or on the patient side, on the HCP side, re looking and listening to them. Because, you know, digitalization, it's a digital transformation. It's all about, you know, find problems where you can solve and, and, and add value to the, to the, to the, that place or to that process. Right. Yeah. Uh, Amazon does that. Amazon sells stuff, delivers to your house and give you a good experience very quickly for things you want to buy. If you, there are a lot of companies which are already looking to the problems for patients, HCPs and yeah. try to think what could be the possible solutions. Even how, like in Brazil, there are companies working because in Brazil, we have a very complicated healthcare systems, mm. private and public one. There are companies already partnership with the government to look into the real problems and not to the problems of the company specifically. Then you, you, we stop to talk about like what solutions I can offer as a company, but I look to the ecosystems problems and yeah. try to solve it as a big company with the resource that of a big company has. And I think there is where we can uh, get closer to offer better customer experience and not right. just come with a strategy in the box and some PowerPoint presentation and say, hey, we are going to do that and that, yeah. and then talk down to the customers. Great, great. Uh, I have one thing that I want to ask you with regards to data. Let's take Paolo 20 years behind. If Paolo restarted his career altogether, what would he want to do? Oh my God, this is a tricky one again. Like, what a, 
I would say if I start my career 20 years ago, what I would do, I think I would, it's not like, it's not going to be the most engagement, engaged answer because I think I would, I, I, I have the privilege of, I have a very different career. I started working on, on Volkswagen being like the desktop support technician. So oh. I was running to the, you know, the fabric and fixing computers and so on, which it was amazing for me because the Volkswagen was a giant company close yeah. to my home. I, I get there as a trainee. Yeah. So I would change anything. But I, one thing that brings me that I would say it's work close to people. I mm. think as a IT expert yeah. or yeah. technician, I think you talk a lot of people, you solve a lot of problems from people and yeah. you get to be known because you are always there to support. Even if you're like, I want to print it out something, my computer is not working. That's not working. Yeah. And that's bringing me a lot of experience of how work with people, listen to people and see when people, uh, how people are feeling that day, if they are good or not. And it was a good experience who bring me, like help me to develop my skills as a project manager as well. Really nice. Nice to hear that you loved your roots and you wouldn't change a thing about working at the desk in Volkswagen because most of us, you know, we still remember the time when we started the first job or first step into taking into a career. It's still special. It might not be the web, the most paid job, but it's still a special. Yeah, exactly. exactly. <laughs> right. So the last question that I have for Paolo is this. Paolo, as you said, has come a long way has the privilege of working for some of the biggest companies in the world. But not everyone is there yet. What would your advice for those who wants to be the next Paolo, like a digital <laughs> solutions manager or director, what are the mistakes that you want them to avoid? Good, lovely question. Um, I, To be honest, I, I never feel that I'm in the position to give some suggestions to anyone. <laughs> The, but uh, but if I could say there, are, so I was reflecting before we discussed today, and I was saying like Daniel make me a very if, when we discuss, I think you said very well like what would I what could I fall avoid like learning, yeah. and I say one thing is I would say listen to people, yeah, do good connections and really be present when you are talking to people, make yeah. connections. Yeah. Because nowadays, uh, the world and the environment is very distracting. Yeah. It's very, it, you know, we are talking around like one hour, 30 minutes with yeah. no distractions, no cell phones. We are not looking to do any other thing. Yeah. And this is a very important moment in the, in this new world, because it's yeah. very difficult to get like one hour, 30 minutes of conversation, yeah. really looking to the other people and understand and learn about another people. So I would say focus on, on what we were really doing, yeah, you know, and take a pause to reflect where you want to be and what you want to do. Yeah. I really believe if you plan our career, if you really stop and take care of ourselves and say what I'm going to do, where I'm going to go with patience, because another thing that I think it's missing a little bit nowadays, mm. it's patient. Mm. You know, you can have a Ferrari. Mm. But if you never drive, you're not going to do, you are not going to do the best use of Ferrari. So it starts with the cars before Ferrari. 
learn yeah. how to drive, yeah. learn how to do stuff. And then when you get to the Ferrari, you you have all the best experience that you need to drive a Ferrari. Yeah. Otherwise, you got your Ferrari as your first, first car and you never know, like, you know, you don't have the experience that you got with time. Yeah. So I would say in summary, and it's connect with people, really listen to people, plan where you want to do, where you want to be and what you want to do and take steps that you go move you towards to that place with patience. There's no, there's no need for a rush. And if I would say, if I would give advice for myself 20 years ago, yeah, I would say, hey, follow, slow down. Slow down. <laughs> you know, do the things, do the things with quality, like full present with attention, because this is our experience that you, you know, develop your, you as a professional, as a person through our life. Paolo, this was amazing. And I love the way you put it, like, you know, don't try to start a Ferrari and drive it faster even before learning how to drive. And I think I could relate to, you know, even myself and the generation <laughs> especially, like, you know, to be focused, to be there present and to take smaller steps is really important than ambitious steps that you never take. So with this, we are coming to the end of our podcast, Paolo. Thank you so much for all of your insights amazing inputs and great analogies that our audience have enjoyed. So is there anything that you want to say to the audience? No, I hope you, I like, I hope everybody liked it. Uh, Daniel, I thank you so much for the opportunity. I, I love talking to you. I'm pretty sure that the people who are watching will like it. And uh, you got my contact. If you need anything else, let's keep in, in touch and let, let's do this again in some years to see where we are and how we evolve. Absolutely, absolutely, Paolo. Thank you so much. And to our viewers, if you enjoyed this episode, don't forget to like, share, and subscribe for more in-depth discussions on the Digital Customer Experience Podcast. Drop us a comment below with your thoughts or any questions that you might have for Paolo or our future guests. Until next time, stay curious and keep innovating. This is Daniel Paul from Giosk. Girl.